Adam, Harrison, hello, hi, welcome. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Thank you very much. Always good, mate. Always good. Excited to be on the show. Absolutely. That is that cliche fucking thing that we all say, really, don't we? I drop it all the time. (laughs) Even even when we meet someone who's like boring as fuck, you're like, I'm excited to be here. And you're like, I'll be honest, you want the truth? We've just recorded a podcast for our show. And I'm like, fuck, he was charismatic. He was entertaining. I'm going to struggle to live up to what you just delivered. That is actually what's going through my head. If you want to know the truth. <laughs> oh, you do me, you, 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 you over, you, you, you do me too well, buddy. I'm sure this is going to be great, dude. Um, guys, I'm looking at the, um, at, at, at the stuff that you sent across to me and actually, no, let's go back a step for the benefit of the audience in 60 seconds. Could you explain who the fuck you guys are and why anybody should care about who you are? Go. I'm going to troll through this in less than six seconds. I just wasted five. Uh, my name is Adam Callow. I am a first-time founder, used to be an area sales manager, started a business five years ago. It failed miserably for two years, did consultancy, kept the lights on. We've ended up stumbling into a platform for trades professionals. We help people like plumbers, electricians, build their business, make it profitable. 20% of our business is a SaaS product. 80% of our business is client services. Harry, do you want to quickly introduce what you do for the company? I am expert trades, creative manager. My name is Harrison Mudge. Uh, and then... Yeah, do you want to move into the show that we do now to start? And if you guys are listening to this, one thing that we do and the reason I reached out to Deepak is we do a podcast because I make every mistake under the sun day in, day out. And anyone that's an entrepreneur that tells you any differently, they're full of shit. So we've been documenting it, 250 episodes in, called The Startup Diary, and it's our way to sharing exactly what it's like to try and build a business from bootstrapped angel investment to VC. Guys, that was superb. And my, my, my first most important question, have you ever considered renaming your brand to Callow and Mudge? Because I think that'd be <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> Too many people pr- mispronounce your name as it we, is anyway. Yeah, right? we, we thought of uh, Adam Harrison and we actually met an Adam Harrison one day uh, over at a Gymshark event that we held. So it was uh, it was a really confusing conversation to have between four people, two of which, only two names in the room sort of thing. It was really, really bizarre. <laughs> oh, brilliant, brilliant. No, I, I, I had to ask. I was like, oh, we've got Adele Boy and Rodney. Absolutely fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that reference to Del Boy and Rodney is so true in more ways than you can know. It would take too long to give you the backstory. But I'm going to look at Harry and say, bit, bit of grease. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> bit of elbow grease. Um, so, so, so now that we've talked about everything that's not to do with uh, with, with 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 business, um, I, I'm pretty curious to hear about you know the every mistake known to man. Is is there like a singular, for example, fuck up that, that you could highlight that that was like particularly embarrassing or was just like how the hell did I do that? <laughs> to be honest, I would say there's nothing that's been. Nothing that astronomical that it's put us out of business or potentially put out of out of business, but we just make consistent mistakes along the way. However, if you sat down with me and you gave me some amazing advice just between our calls and called me out on my own bullshit, like what I consider to be a mistake is because I sometimes you try and find yourself as an entrepreneur trying to do it because you want to build a proper business. And I use business in air quotes because I do things so differently in my company in terms of how we build the team, how we hire how we compensate, all that shit. I make it up because I want to build a company that I would like to go and work for. Yeah. Some of those things, and this is like the question of like, how, like, what's your biggest fault in life? And I work too hard. I'm not trying to give you that bullshit of an answer, <laughs> but nothing stands out that drastic. But along the way, from everything from the consulting side to how we price work to raising money and raising money and taking the first, per- we, we pitched three people. They all said, yes, we took the money. 
from angels. We raised a VC round of about a quarter of a million quid. We pitched one company. They said, yes, we took the money. Looking back, it was so naive. We should have put more dogs in the race. We should have like made a full process out of it, but I was so keen to get on with building the business. There's, there's so much opportunity and money I've left on the table, but the, the, the flip side of it is I did it for speed. So every mistake has mm-hmm. an opportunity there. Uh, but I just think, yeah, if you listen to the show, you'll literally hear all the stuff that we've done wrong, uh, but nothing drastic. Well, I, I've, I've got a burning question about that, actually, because I've always been curious, right? Because when I, I mean, I've only ever raised like 75 grand, right? Um, but when I got that 75 grand, it came with a dildo up my bum, basically. Um, so I want to know how it's been for you guys. Uh, the, the dildo's still there. It's, <laughs> it's high, it goes higher every month because here's the thing is, if anyone's listening and thinking about raising money, trust me, it changes nothing in your business. All it does is amplifies the problems that you already have. We originally got 60K in the bank and I thought, fuck, we got 60,000 quid off complete strangers to grow the business. All it allowed us to do was execute on our plan a little bit faster, but it doesn't fix anything. Then when we raise VC money, fuck me, you get on a treadmill that you wish you... I've, I've got two gyms... Deepak, I have two gym <laughs> subscriptions. I haven't been to the gym in six months' time. It feels what I'm on right now with the VC is you have to understand VCs put money in on a timeline to get an exit, and you are on a treadmill that is very, very unenjoyable. And the problem is, it's someone that owns 8.16% of my business acts like they own 80%. The dildo is basically coming out of my mouth, is what I'm saying. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I'll wish you well when you get your tonsils removed. Then, brilliant. I just don't want anyone listening to think that money solves, it literally solves nothing. Yeah. Uh, it amplifies problem and just make sure that if you are thinking about raising money, you take it from a place that is super aligned. We're doing a round right now, and our CTO was in a meeting with three of our angels a week ago. And they were like, oh, what's the exit strategy? And I literally said, I don't have one. I'm really enjoying myself. If you need to put your money in and get it out on a certain timeline, this isn't the investment for you. I wish I'd done that the first time around. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how, how learning happens, isn't it? It's typically post-fuck up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Always is. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. So, guys, you uh, I, I, 80% um, client, 20% SaaS. Could, could you break that down, what, 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 what that actually means then with, with, with expert trades? Yeah, perfect. Um, so we do, so if we think about our business, we've got a community of tradespeople, plumbers, electricians, carpenters, decorators, all that stuff. We do two things for those guys that are paid services. We get them found online with a website. So website package, uh, we built it from the ground up. That's a SaaS product. So set up fee monthly subscription. Then we have an office package, which is our mobile app, quotes, invoices, card payments. So our job as a business basically is to eventually move all the revenue to the platform that we're building, but that's really expensive and adoption of SaaS products takes forever. So yep. I had an option. I either go back to the market and raise more money. Like I said, I don't want to do that because again, two dildos up one arsehole <laughs> is not a pleasant idea or thought. So we understood that we're actually best in class at helping build community in the construction industry. So we built an agency part of our business. So the goal is very simple. We work with big brands, help them tell their story through digital, through video, build kind of awareness of the brand all the way through to advocates. And my job as the founder is to take that non-repeat revenue, deploy that into the SaaS product. So over time, I can build that up to become the meaningful platform that scales compared to just running the client services business. But we need to do both right now to keep the lights on without the need to take money from elsewhere. Brilliant. So you're going to build shit and then you're going to sell them on the SaaS stuff, right? For the, for your clients and kind of exactly that. send people over that way. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Ah, oh, cool. Interesting. How did, do, do you guys, do, do it, do either of you have any background? Uh, I, I, are either of you former plumbers or mechanics or anything like that? 
No, <laughs> not in the slightest. <laughs> Although I do own a Barco Ratchet set now, which is uh, he nice. bought one. He bought one tool set and thinks he's a tradesman. Uh, no, my background is in the industry, so I actually used to sell to plumbers and carpenters all the time as a as a sales rep, basically. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my brother is in the trade, so the, the mix between my old job and seeing my brother go through all the pains that we're trying to solve. And like, you'll know, like there's a lot. When of was the last light bulb that you changed her? That's the real burning question here. What was that? Sorry. When was the last light bulb that you changed or car tire that you changed? I can, I, well, I can barely do one of them. I'm going to give you a fucking true story that happened a week ago. And Harry was there at, at my house. I hired one of our members <laughs> from the community. I got underfloor heating in one of our bathrooms and it stopped working. And it stopped working like eight months ago and didn't really notice. The wife, proper first world problems, floor's cold, can we fix it? Get, I'm like, okay, we'll get it fixed. So I call up one of our guys, a chap called Ben Curry, an electrician based in Derby. And he comes around and says, can you flip, fix end of all heating? Sent him photos of the thermostat, bought all the products. He comes around and I didn't realize there's, there's something called a spur, which is like a plug. What is like that? A, like a switch. Okay. So what I'd done is I put a foot rack up against a spur and turned the fucking thing off. So I brought an electrician around my house to flick a switch and just thank God because he's in the community. He did it as a solid for me. He didn't charge me for it, but I do no DIY whatsoever. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Useless. I love that. I the light bulb yesterday, actually. So. Did you? Oh, you did? <laughs> nice. It's not been working in ages. I bought a new bulb and changed it. And now it's now, now, now my porch is lit up. See, that's that's the difference. You're, you're on the more practical even, side of this business. I've even got a brand new extractor fan for the bathroom that I need to install this week. And we just lost every listener. <laughs> oh, I can feel the air of pride kind of just going around this call, though. It's like, I... Uh, He's going to give me a list of stuff after we finish on these mics, trust me. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to send you uh, the inventory of shit I need fixed and be like, right, how much of this can we actually get fixed? And you'll be like, well, we can't do any of it, but expert trades will do all of it. Contra deal here. Devout's going to send us a list of stuff and I'm like, fine, you fix our SEO and then we'll come and fix your light bulbs. We'll send <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. So how do you guys know each other then? What's the crack with that? Because you two sound like really good friends and stuff and um, – are you do, you do you know each other through this business or did you know each other like through the pub or, or how, what's that story? So we know each other, well, we've known each other pro probably over 15 years or so now. So we went to school together. Um, ah. So we've had a very lengthy history together. Um, I want to explore lengthy. That sounded very sultry. It was brilliant. <laughs> uh, it, it was bizarre because uh, we... Adam and myself, when we were living at home with our parents, obviously we, they lived fairly close. Um, yeah. So we ended up lift sharing to school. Before. Where are you guys from, by the way? Well, I, I'm still from Swaddling Coat. <laughs> so uh, Swaddling Coat and Ashby, about 45 minutes north of Birmingham in the UK. Got it, got it. So go back to the lift chair now. That's I was like, what the fuck? I did, I did hear that. What, 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 what <laughs> Please yeah, tell you. We went to the same school together, but we weren't in the same classes. We didn't even know each other. But my parents, obviously, I was in much higher classes. Behave. <laughs> I was. Uh, I was. <laughs> our parents were. They obviously met in the car park one day, got chatting, figured out that they live local, and thought, oh, we can save fuel because we're both going to the same place. Why don't we lift share the kids? you go, I go, you go, I go sort of thing. So all of a sudden on a Monday morning, it was like, by the way, Harry, I'm not taking you to school. You're jumping in the car with this random stranger. I was like, cool. See you later, mom. Love you. Um, yeah. And so I think it was probably, I don't know how long we were listening before we even actually even spoke to each other once, but um, probably like a, probably months knowing, knowing us as kids. Um, and then one day we just got chatting in the playground. 
Adam was doing magic in a corner somewhere like some weirdo. Um, literal magic. Literal magic. That's what I used to do. And uh, and the friendship blossomed from there, really. <laughs> so, so, sorry, go on. Keep, Adam, jump in. You're going to say something. I was just saying, I, I literally used to do magic tricks. It doesn't get the ladies. I thought it did. But it did help me It did help me pay the bills while I was doing my GCSEs and A-levels. I used to do table-to-table magic. Are you uh, fucking kidding me? Are you being serious? When we, when we meet, I'll bring a deck of cards. Did that. Um, then I went away uh, and to carry on the narrative. Guys, you should bin expert trades and just fucking do this magic shit. I would much rather introduce my mate that does magic. (laughs) (laughs) So did that, uh, did the uni, lasted 45 minutes, wasn't for me. Uh, Then went and got a job working on a construction site on a shovel. Thought at that point in time, probably made some bad decisions with my life. Um, Then did the sales manager role, then started the business and then started to hire. And Harry was in a, you were at a cat right then, weren't you? Absolutely yeah, fucking wasted. A lot of factory work and stuff like that. I wanted to get out, but when the problem is when you've been in a, because what happened is I left college and just wanted to earn some money. So I went yeah. into factory work, warehouse work and things like that. Ended up in a good job with a good company that were paying a good wage, but it was just like, you know what? I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life. But once you've put yourself in that groove, it's so difficult to of find course. someone that's willing to give you the opportunity to get out of that. Adam had this business that he was just messing about with in the what uh, a lad. What a lad. <laughs> so and then he gave me the opportunity to uh jump ship and then just try a new industry base. But that wasn't the plan. The plan was you come and do four weeks with me so we can put something on your yeah. CV, then yeah. I get then I get rid of you. And then three years later he's still in the company. Harry Can't wore, get rid of me now. <laughs> Harry wore loads of hats in the business for the first 18 months. Uh and now as with everyone in our team, they as a as a startup bringing people in, we need a jack of all trades that would just roll the sleeves up and get stuff done. And as we've tried to grow with ten people now, thirteen people by the end of Jan, we try to like specialize in certain areas. Harry just found an absolute love for creative, specifically video and stuff like that. So we spent the last eighteen months just doing that, um, and we're just in the middle. It's just like an eighty twenty role at the moment: eighty percent content creation for clients, twenty percent customer success and customer service for our SaaS product. We're just hiring someone to get him off that because he makes us too much money doing the client services stuff. So that's sort of the the narrative where we were. That's how we know each other. That's, uh, and to be honest, everyone picks up on that. Like you guys must not just work together. <laughs> like, fuck yeah, yeah, shit, man. So your your story of romance started in like a Tesco's car park or some shit, basically. Yeah, most people actually really think we're a couple at some point. We get that a lot. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't go down that route. Uh, well, well, this is the thing, you know, we've got we've got the car park, we've got the romance, we've got the dildos, we're almost there, lads, really, aren't we? Let's be honest. Um, and do not, do not call this episode Entrepreneur Dogging, like, just don't go there. Why not? It's going to get much more views. Um, <laughs> I want to ask, how has it been, like, so I've, I've tried to do stuff, like, with mates, and I'm, I'm trying again in my own ways. How is, is that hard? Because you were friends first? Has it changed, like, do you, do you, I mean, do you ever not talk about work and, and just talk a little bit about your experience of being friends first or maybe now business I, I, I don't know just talk a little bit about that yeah, whole I'll, I'll stop it first and I'll love to actually weirdly hear it from Harry's side of the table um, so uh, as you heard first it started off as me doing a favour for a mate let's bring you into a work experience role do four weeks in an office put it on your CV uh, but just for context my wife and my mum both work for the company full time also <sighs> mum does my wow. experience wife does admin stuff um, she listens to her, she's going to punch me because she actually has a reason. You're fucking Indian, you are, Adam. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it's, it's madness. Oh, well, the family business. Okay, one, carry on. One thing that we that I learned uh, and I sort of set the tone with everyone in the team uh, is, well, this is an interesting one for me and Harry, and I don't think I've actually 
sort of put it on the mics before is he fully understands and appreciates that when we're in the office, I'm the boss. And it's really weird because Harry's a qualified personal trainer. So we had this weird dynamic where we'd go into work together and he'd just understand that, yes, we can have arguments. Yes, we can. I enjoy conflict. I like communicating with Canada and the team, but he has to just do the shit that I say, regardless whether we're best mates or not. It was interesting because when we went to the gym, our roles completely reversed. And as long as you respect that, everything goes really well, in my opinion. Like I would go in the gym and he would literally become the boss. I'd listen. And I think as long as you've got that you're like self-aware and you know your position in the company, there's no problems. But to be really transparent and honest, if he drops the ball, I fire him. <laughs> no questions asked. And he knows that. Like He's not here because he's my mate. He got four weeks because he's mm. my mate. And he's here because he's really fucking good at what he does. Anything you want to add? Uh, I think... It, the, the reason it would be difficult to kind of work for your friend, your mate or whoever or, or family as well um, is when you've not been able to establish who is boss, like you're saying. I think like I said before I, I did the PTN thing and realized that being sort of self-employed and running my own business just ultimately wasn't for me. So I knew I needed to work in a company for someone, but 